Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jeff Tweedy is a tremendously gifted and prolific multi-instrumentalist, singer, producer, songwriter, poet, and author based in Chicago, Illinois. After his pioneering band Uncle Tupelo broke up suddenly, Tweedy started Wilco in 1994, cementing his status as one of rock's most compelling musical and lyrical voices, earning Grammy Awards and all manner of acclaim along the way. Dutton Books recently published Tweedy's astonishing new memoir, Let's Go So We Can Get Back, And he has just released his first proper solo album, an excellent and reflective record called Warm, which is out now via his label, DBPM. Jeff and I had a chance to talk recently for both an Exclaim magazine assignment that I was tasked with completing and and also for this show. And so we touched upon some personality questions, Chicago and the Lounge Act's Defense and Relocation Compact Disc, what it was like touring with Bob Dylan, His recent trip to Canada where he got arrested. That time he was mistaken for Ashton Kutcher. We talked about his new book and solo album, and we talked about lots more stuff. It was fun. With the support of listeners like you who subscribe to this podcast and spread the word about it and make flexible monthly pledges at patreon.com slash creative control, plus in-kind support from CFRU 93.3 FM, Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, and Planet Bean Coffee in Guelph, and Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton. This is the 450th episode of Creative Control, featuring one of my all-time favorite artists, Jeff Tweedy, with your host, me, Vish Khanna. Hi Jeff, how's it going? Good. How are you doing? I'm I'm okay. I to be honest, I'm on a course of uh, antibiotics. Apparently, I have pneumonia. Oh, 
Well, drink lots of fluids and get some rest. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. It's actually exacerbated by uh, laughter. So if you could maybe just be as unfunny as you can possibly be uh, over the course of our conversation, that would be helpful. I should be able to do that. <laughs> oh, you already made me laugh, Jeff. You already made me laugh. Yeah. It's a bad, bad start. No, uh, <laughs> I, we have a lot to get to and, and not a lot of time. And uh, I want to have time to talk to you about this excellent new memoir, Let's Go, so we can get back, which I finished reading last night. And I, I, I want to tell you, I found it uh, utterly insightful and your candor and your wisdom. It's, it's, a, it's a joy. I, I really enjoyed it. And I've read a lot of these kinds of books. And I must say, it's, it's really a feat for, what's that, for what it's worth. I found it to be a real feat. Well, thank you very much. I think that the rock memoir is a pretty low stakes genre. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm, uh, but I'm happy uh, that you enjoyed it. And I, I, I enjoyed writing it. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to have people read it. Yeah, I can't wait for more people to read it uh, as well. And then you've got this uh, sort of companion piece, a complimentary album, a solo album called Warm. I, I, I think it's fair to say it's something of a companion piece to the memoir. And uh, like I say, I want to get to both of those things. But our primary objective is to to conduct the Exclaim Magazine questionnaire, which is a set of about 20 personality type questions, you know, uh, going through your history and, and whatnot. I feel like uh, some of the anecdotes in your book, they could provide answers for some of these questions, as you'll see. Maybe I might be wrong about that. But uh, if you're ready, I think we should do the questionnaire. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, here we go. The first thing is not really the first question, but it's like a border-crossing identification thing. Uh, Please state your name, your hometown, your current HQ, and any of your upcoming activities, especially Canadian tour dates and new releases. (laughs) My name is Jeff Tweedy. I'm from Belleville, Illinois. I currently live in Chicago, Illinois. And I have a memoir coming out next week and a solo album coming out at the end of the month. I feel like we covered some of that ground already. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks for feeling that sure. one. Thank you very much. Now, the memoir and the uh, and the album are, are done, so this next question, don't be taken aback by it, but the, the first proper question of the questionnaire is, what are you up to, current projects? You've moved on from those things on some level. What are you currently up to? I am currently up to doing some preliminary recording and and uh i guess scouring some of my previous recordings for material for the upcoming wilco recording sessions nice all right that's that's excellent news that's great to hear great that's awesome number two what are your current fixations they can be in the realm of music film books art tv food lifestyle trends what are your current fixations hmm I'm pretty fixated on music most of the time. <laughs> so uh, I'm liking uh, learning more about library music, you know, like collections of sound effects and themes and scenes and stuff like that. Uh, are you familiar with library music? I didn't know that it was called library music per se. I, mm-hmm. I, I think I know what you're talking about, but I didn't know. Why is it called library music? I guess because they used to sell I'm not sure. I don't yeah, think the books yeah. were I don't think that the, the these records were available commercially as much as that they were kind of marketed towards libraries. Oh, and, I'm sorry. Ra- so they're books. Stations. They're actually books, is that what you're saying? 
<laughs> no, I, I think I misspoke because oh. I, I books and records are kind of interchangeable to me. So right, right, right. right. <laughs> I see. I, I when I think of libraries, I think of silence, quiet. I don't think of there being any library music. You see? Yeah, I I, I get it. So I might be completely. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about, <laughs> but it's 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 uh, it's it's some sort of genre of sort of effects or, yeah, it's just yeah f- effects and and I don't know basically generic. Uh, I think it's like the equivalent of musical clip art. Right. This is like uh, this record that your father owned, uh, where it was just railway sounds. Is that right? Correct. Yeah, it was sound. The sounds of engines, uh, steam engines. So, so maybe, maybe this is just the generation passing down. Maybe you're finally at that stage of life where you just want to hear sort of incidental sound. <laughs> I'm circling back around to my roots, actually. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, I appreciate the answer. Next question: Why do you live where you do? Uh, I live. I live in Chicago because my wife. Uh, who was my girlfriend at the time, owned a rock club uh, when we met. And she was very established in this community in Chicago. And and when Uncle Tupelo broke up, I didn't feel like living in that same part of the world. <laughs> so I, I moved uh, to Chicago to be with her. And and she has lived in the same police precinct her entire life. So oh. uh, I think we're pretty deeply Chicago-rooted now. And your wife, uh, Sue, Sue Miller, uh, was one of the uh, people who owned the Lounge Axe Club, right? Correct. And and one of my fondest CDs, it's a compact disc, was the, the Lounge Axe Relocation Defense Fund something. Do you remember this thing? It was a compilation? Oh, yeah. I remember it very well. It's a, It comes up quite often in our household because there was some uh, logistical snafu that prevented Wilco from having a song on it, which was very upsetting. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. That's too bad. Yeah, you would have been... that. That's, it was touch and go, put it out. Amazing mm-hmm. songs on that thing. So, all right, that that makes sense. Chicago is is just your home, and it has been for some time. Okay, uh, next question. Name something you consider a mind-altering work of art in any media but not your own. Well, uh, James Terrell, his work with light. I, I don't know if I know the names of any specific works of his, but um, any time I've ever encountered a James Terrell basically a light sculpture, I guess, is maybe for lack of a better way of describing it. I've been moved deeply. Okay. That's that's fair. That's fair. Now, that gives me something that I have to look up because I'm not familiar with that. Yeah. It's, it's, he has stuff all over the world, and uh, he has some, some – at the Mass Mocha, where we hold our festival every other year, he has uh, – I don't know if it's still up, but last time we were there, he had, he had uh, a showing. Oh, nice. This is in Western, uh, Mass Mocha is in Western Massachusetts, and Solid Sound is the name of the, the festival that Wilco puts on. Is it every other year now? It's every other year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I got to make it out to one of those. It sounds uh, remarkable. So that's, that's cool. Okay. Uh, next, what has been your most memorable or inspirational gig, one you played or attended, and why? Hmm. I saw a band from Boston called the liars with a Y spelt with a Y Mm -hmm. in um, the mid eighties. 
at a basement club called Cicero's in St. Louis. And um, it was one of the most joyous and cathartic rock concerts I've ever been a part of. And one of the fascinating or, I don't know, thrilling elements was that they showed up about, I don't know, 15 minutes after they were supposed to go on stage <laughs> and, and um, basically loaded in the back door in front of the audience, set up their gear and without leaving the stage, just began playing. And I, I don't know, I've never heard anything sound so good in my life as just watching it just sort of magically be put together. And then all of a sudden there's rock happening. <laughs> yeah, that's fascinating. I mean, it's a, that's an amazing choice given some of the shows that you you talk about even in your book. I mean, some of the things you got to see and be a part of or share stages with people. I was in Toronto when Bob Dylan called you out on stage <laughs> with My Morning Jacket. Do you remember that? I do remember that. That was uh, that was that was pretty cool too. <laughs> <laughs> I had interviewed uh, John and Pat that day, and they had told me that you you had had no none of you had had any interaction with Mr. Dylan at that mm -hmm. point, and and then. And then that happened. Uh, he called you out, and, and I, I texted, I think it was John. I said, so was that the first time that mm -hmm. Jeff might have interacted with, with Bob? And, and he said, oh, yeah. So is that, is that right? Is that, does that sound right to you? Well, it wasn't the first time I'd interacted with him on that tour. We, we had actually said hi to each other, but I don't know if John and Pat were aware of that. But it was definitely the first time, first time I was invited out on stage. Yeah. Um, which was kind of amazing because that's really how the the tour was sold to everyone <laughs> was that it was going to be like the Rolling Thunder review and that there would be a lot of collaboration between all the different entities and and we all did try to do that um, you know My Morning Jacket and and Richard Thompson and Bob Weir and everybody else that was on the tour actually kind of took that spirit and was was trying to make that work. Yeah, um, yeah, playing with playing with each other and, and collaborating and inviting people out to play with us with us wherever we were. And I think I think Feist might have played with us that day, too. Um, uh, but anyway, it didn't work out to be exactly what any of us pictured with with Bob Dylan. But uh, he did start inviting us out around. Well, that was the first night yeah. after that. He did. So most of the nights left on the tour. Well, I was lucky. I felt lucky to see that. I've I've seen I've seen Bob Dylan like sixty times. I think I've seen him a lot, and uh, <laughs> so I I've got I've gotten to see some cool things, and that was definitely one of them. So, um, not to shortchange your liar story. The liar story was great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, number six here. What have been your career highs and lows? Mm. Career high. Uh, I I felt like when when Uncle Tupelo got a record deal and was able to start making trips outside of our general region in a van and play shows and people had actually heard of us, I thought that that was about as exciting as everything was ever going to get. And I honestly think everything since then has been more of a an ad adaptation to things being a little bit bigger than I ever pictured, <laughs> Right, <laughs> you know? So um, the, the, the low probably, for me, probably was canceling shows to go into the hospital and be treated for, for depression and drug addiction. Mm -hmm. And, and um, 
that was like really the I think Wilco is only canceled if like maybe three or four shows our entire career and once it was because of Nels Klein having chicken pox and uh the other times it was for uh we canceled we canceled Coachella because I was going in the hospital mm, so okay well that seems that seems like a valid uh, valid one to bring up so uh yeah okay that makes sense uh, uh next what's the meanest thing ever said to you before during or after a gig uh i have to come up with one for each oh no well no not necessarily you can pick one i read a review one time of of a show that said you really you really have to get up close to the stage to truly appreciate how ugly jeff tweedy is oh my god <laughs> why, why would someone say that <laughs> i I don't know. Uh, imagine like, they're in great pain. I would imagine. Yeah, that just sounds terrible. If, for what it's worth, you're a handsome, handsome oh, man. I can. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. All right, here's one. Uh, what should everyone shut up about? Everything. <laughs> this answer. This answer has come up uh, a few times. I've done this questionnaire many times over the years, and you think everything? Really, everything? People should just <laughs> shut up. <laughs> yes yes everybody should just shut the fuck up okay i don't know i don't people should shut up about things that they have not taken the time to fully consider and form an, uh, an opinion about yeah that's that seems I, I apologize for making you elaborate on a question that uh, where your answer was silence. Everyone should just stop talking, and I made you talk more. But anyway, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thank you for fielding that. Okay, number nine. Uh, what traits do you most like and most dislike about yourself? I like that I like to work, and I dislike the amount of time I feel like napping. <laughs> yeah, so you mentioned this in the book. You you nap a lot. I'm not a napper myself. I can't nap. I find it disorienting. You you love napping. Well, I mean, it's just an adaptive uh, trait, probably, to having the lifestyle I've had for most of my adult life, hmm. where you have pretty unpredictable sleep schedules and uh, you know traveling and touring on a tour bus. Even is is it's difficult to get like eight hours of sleep so at some point i think i i don't know i started being a polyphasic sleeper is what they call it ah. you know where you just sleep for a few hours or however much time you have whenever you can you know mm -hmm. so that's that's kind of what i do i don't often i don't sleep more than three or four hours at a time oh okay the donald trump sleeping method if i may <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's the only thing we have in common. <laughs> All right, what's your idea of a perfect Sunday? Perfect Sunday? Uh, I don't really have one. The days of the week stopped meaning anything to me a long, long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> that just given your lifestyle and and being a parent, yeah. I assume is uh, actually it's probably more your lifestyle, isn't it? I mean, you're not. It, yeah. You're not a nine-to-fiver on some level. Well, and the, our two boys are both in college now, so uh, it, that would have been a time where, when we were getting them to school every day, uh, where the days of the week were a little bit more prominent in our minds. Mm -hmm. 
But uh, yeah, it's a perfect Sunday. I don't know, really. Back when the kids were uh, having to get up and go to school the next day, a perfect Sunday would be a day when that that didn't hit them like a ton of depressing bricks. Right, right. (laughs) It's amazing what kids, I I have kids, and they change the calendar. They change time. It's very fascinating. Yeah. Okay, here's the next one. What advice should you have taken but did not? Hmm. Nothing's really coming to me. That's uh, that means you've done everything correct. Yeah, I think there's that can't be that doesn't check out. That can't be true. <laughs> I do feel badly in your book. You acknowledge that you don't remember things sometimes, and uh, it's a lot of memory mm-hmm. jogging going on here. Yeah, it's um, it doesn't come naturally to me. Uh, That's okay. We can move on if you can't come up with anything. That's fine. I mean, I don't know. I think somebody probably told me to buy Apple stock a long time ago. Yeah. And I just, I don't really like the stock market. I don't want to have anything to do with it. <laughs> right. There you go. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm the same. I, I regret it, but I also don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's one. Uh, this this mm, this might apply to you. What would make you kick someone out of your band and or bed and have you? Oh, Let's see. We have kicked people out of our band, fairly well-known examples, mm-hmm. but that was for more profound reasons than than would be appropriate to, yeah, say in a in a, in a sort of semi-joking questionnaire. Yes, I, <laughs> I, I agree, and it's uh, it's on the record. Everyone who follows you and and Wilco knows. So yeah, that's fair. You know. Uh, I guess the best way to answer the question is I I feel very fortunate to be around a lot of people that are very kind and have a general like make a general effort to be kind and and inclusive and tolerant and 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 those are the types of things that I think if they were missing um in my relationships I would I would probably cease to have a relationship. That's that sounds that sounds very diplomatic and fair and and reasoned. So that's a good one. Thank you for that. Sure. Uh, here's one that's a bit easier, I would hope. What do you th- what do you think of when you think of Canada? <laughs> well, most recently, I think about being arrested. <laughs> you what? Were you arrested in Canada? We were arrested coming into Canada when I was there recently on a solo acoustic tour. Um for suspicion of drug trafficking uh, because uh, they found a little bit of weed in one of uh, the crew, one of our crew members backpack. So they, but they arrested all of us, everybody that was on the bus, including the bus driver. And uh, I don't think that it didn't feel like it was the normal procedure. I kept asking them, do you, if this was a tour bus of 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 tourists from from Asia, and there were sixty people on the bus, would you be you know arresting all sixty people? And they said yes, uh, huh. but I don't think that's true. Um, I think it was like a training exercise for one of the new border agents or something. Oh man! But uh, but I was uh, yeah, I was handcuffed with my hands behind my back for almost four hours in the middle of the night last time we came into to Canada. So. <laughs> was this public knowledge? Did this make the news? I didn't hear about this. No, I, don't, I mean I. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. That's greenlight.com slash ACAST. Talked about it. At, I made it into a joke at my at my my solo shows. I was, you know, saying I had to get a... Uh, I had to play a rush song with my hands handcuffed behind my back to get out of jail. <laughs> right. That's standard that standard procedure of everyone knows that. Uh when yeah. you, that's something you have to do. Well, I'm so I on behalf of the country, I and, and you know it's something that that's some of that stuff is legal here now. Well, no, that's what I that was another thing I, I I said to, you know, people that were less than sympathetic was isn't this it, it, wouldn't this be legal in like three months? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm very sorry that this happened to you, and I'm glad yeah. you are relatively, uh, you know, I don't want to say escaped because they might be listening to us, but I'm glad you got <laughs> out of it relatively unscathed. You were able to play shows after this. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. I was. We weren't we weren't charged with anything. Not even not even the person whose belongings the the contraband was found in. So. Wow, it was, it was just uh, it was below the threshold, as they said. <laughs> you know, there's this just there's this perception that we're some amazing place, this country, and and I I don't think it's always true. And this sort of exemplify, I think it's great, particularly mm-hmm. compared to what you've got going on down there. But right, right. We, we do have our issues, and I'm sorry this happened to you. But <laughs> let's let's move on to a, another question. It's a memory jog, but again, as I was saying earlier, this may allude to something you discuss. Uh, in your memoir, what was the first LP or 45 cassette, whatever it was, what was the first sort of musical product, I suppose, that you ever bought with your own money? I bought two singles the same day with my own money. My sister took me to the record bar. <laughs> it was a chain in, in the the States for a while. And I bought Pilot, the song Magic by Pilot. Mm-hmm. And I bought Dream On by Aerosmith on the same day. Those were my two my two picks with my own money. Now, I know you, you you have your original copy of a Public Image Limited record. Do you still have your copies of, of those singles? Yes, I do. I still have them. Nice. And you, do you know where they are? Uh, Dream On is actually prominently displayed on my shelf uh, in my office. Oh. Um, just because I... I I don't know. I find it sort of a, a lovely reminder of how how omnipresent this particular aspect of my life has been. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, that's that's cool. That's a cool story. Okay. Here's one. What was your most memorable day job? Well, I worked at a liquor store. I had a lot of stories about the liquor store that were kind of uh, excised from my 
my memoir. <laughs> just didn't have room for oh, them. Okay. I was made a, it was a, my day job. My most memorable day job was actually being made a night manager at a liquor store when I wasn't old enough to drink. Ah. So uh, I was 18 years old and um, I guess they just were sh- shorthanded. So they deputized me to be a nighttime manager on, on slow weeknights and that entailed carrying a gun and making night deposits. So uh, there's, it's a pretty pretty sketchy place. Do you mean America? No, I'm just kidding. I didn't mean to say that. Yeah. That's, that's, that, that was mean of me. I apologize. We're so high and it's mighty okay. up here. But uh, it's it's okay. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's the next one. How do you spoil yourself? By buying guitars, probably. I can't stop buying guitars. It's maybe my only real vice. Yeah, I, I'm calling you from Guelph, which used to be the home of a, a, a guitar uh, shop called Folkway. And my understanding is you used to sometimes order guitars from Folkway. Does that sound familiar? Yep, that does sound familiar. Uh, I have I have ordered several. Yeah, they they keep some uh, pretty amazing stuff in stock. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's exactly the kind of stuff I'm always looking for. And then you you often will sell it though at some point for charity or. Uh, when when you're cleaning house, I suppose. Yeah, I I I, I tend to sell almost as many guitars as I buy, so it ends up evening out for the most part. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, here's the next question. Uh, if I wasn't playing music, I would be. Oh, it's a fill in the blank. Sorry. If I wasn't playing music, I would be listening to music <laughs> <laughs> professionally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, professionally. <laughs> professionally, you're just obsessed with music. It, it saves you, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Uh, next one. What do you fear most? I fear fear the most. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think as a person with anxiety disorder, that becomes a pretty common problem to deal with, is you don't necessarily have things to be fearful of but you're fearful that you're going to have a panic attack and that becomes you know a self-generating anxiety yeah it's it's crippling paranoia i suppose yeah yeah i've had that too the last year for sure and uh yeah i know where you're coming from okay uh well let's move on to lighter fare what makes you want to take it off and get it on <laughs> there's no there's no way to segue out of the fear question into the next what? question, but that's just the way it goes in the questionnaire. What the what what is this? Is this legit? I don't believe this is legit. What the fuck is this? It's as legit as anything can be these days. Yes. Uh, um. Uh, no. No. Next question. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> I, I I'm happy to skip that one. What has been your strangest? celebrity encounter perhaps you are the celebrity here perhaps it's someone else i was somebody was convinced this is going to sound ridiculous i was on vacation in mexico one time some family became convinced that i was ashton kushter ashton kutcher really huh is that a, I don't know how you say his name, but anyway, Kutcher, they yeah, kept yeah, yeah. they kept yelling Kelso. I guess is that one of his characters on some show? Yeah, or from that '70s show. Yeah, yeah. And and I was just they thought I was being a total dick to them because I kept saying I'm 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 that's not who I am. I'm 
and they they got they were getting mad because they thought that I was just blowing them off because I was I was too too good for them. <laughs> so I don't know. You know, I I didn't watch that show extensively, but from what I've seen, that's pretty classic Kelso behavior. They should not have been surprised. Yeah, well, you know, I I really was doing them a favor by staying in character. Yeah. <laughs> All right, there you go. All right, here's the next one. Who would be your ideal dinner guest, living or dead, and what would you serve them? Mark Twain and raccoon, because apparently that's the kind of thing he ate. <laughs> he ate raccoon. Do you know how to? Pre- you wouldn't know how to prepare raccoon per se, would you? I don't think it's. Uh, I think you'd probably have to <clears throat> marinate it for quite some time. Yep. Yep. Probably tastes like chicken, like everything mm-hmm. else. Yep. yep. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, this one is. Uh, well, it's a little weird, but what does your? I know your your uh, your mom passed away, but what the question is? Uh, what does your mom wish you were doing instead? Or, or maybe I guess what did your mom wish you were doing instead? I think she'd be, she was pretty happy that I got to do what I, you know, she lived long enough to see me get to do what I wanted to do and love to do. I think she probably would have preferred that I was a little bit more flamboyant. I think she would have liked, I don't know, maybe a more of a David Bowie type of, of extravagance or whatever. Yeah. 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 I think I understand, but your mom was, uh, you were the favorite child. You're, you're, I'm basing this on your memoir. Your, mm-hmm. your mother viewed you as almost less of hers, less a son and more a friend, more a pal. Yeah, uh, and I, you know, I think that she was always encouraging me to be, I don't know, wear more new wave clothing and stuff. <laughs> no, she wow. really, okay. she really, she thought that uh, I don't know, she liked that kind of individuality. You know, it's it got a lot of I don't know a lot of pizza thrown at me in the cafeteria. Oh, why? So you were outfitted like this for school? Yeah. Oh boy. Okay. Wow. Uh, that that's fascinating. All right. Well, we are down to the final question for the totally legitimate exclaim questionnaire. What mm-hmm. what song would you like to have played at your funeral and why? Well, I wish I'd had these questions in advance. So I'd be able to come up with something, I don't know, thoughtful. <laughs> no, no, you're, you're a thoughtful guy. I, I feel like you just need uh, I know. It, I know what you're saying. It's hard on the spot, but uh, maybe it's just something you've been listening to lately. I don't know. Mm, I don't know. I think, I think You Are My Sunshine would probably be... Uh, pretty hard to take for the for the mourners and and <laughs> whoever's around. I don't know. I don't want to. Ca- I want to think. I want to cause the maximum damage and 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 pain. <laughs> so you are going with you are my sunshine, even though it would be horrible for everyone. Yeah, I think so. I oh. think I don't want it to be easy. Okay, well that's that just speaks to your character, I suppose, Jeff. And uh, I, I thank you for feeling these questions. I just want to, while I have you, because it's rare for me. I hope you know this. I'm a huge admirer of yours, and uh, and uh, I appreciate this time. And I do want to ask you just a couple of quick questions about the book and the record. The book, to me, um, is so revealing, and I know that you're a modest guy on many levels. I couldn't help but pick up a kind of instructive undertone to the prose, to the to the stories you've told, to the experiences you've conveyed, as though you might be able to sort of 
not help someone. I don't want to put too much of a burden on you. But do you does that resonate with you? Do you feel like you when you step back from it, you can see how it might have like an instructive tone to uh, it? I I will cop to that completely. I I definitely feel like that. I feel like that when I do interviews. I feel like that when I'm asked questions by fans after the show. I I feel some obligation to be helpful. I feel very very grateful that I get to do what I get to do with my life. And I think that there is there are aspects to what I do that are that are consoling in and of themselves just putting you know, putting art out into the world, putting things out into the world you believe are beautiful and you put them out there with a certain spirit. Um, I think that's helpful. But but consciously thinking about it when I was writing the book, I would say, yeah, I think that was that made it seem worthwhile to write the book to me, hmm. that there might be some aspect of anything I'm relating that would someone would maybe find a moment of recognition in my life. And, and that it might help lay out a, a path forward for them, you know? Yeah, in the liner notes for your album, Warm, at one point, George Saunders, who wrote the liner notes, I believe he calls you a consolation poet. I, I believe that's <laughs> the phrase he uses. I'm curious, within what we were just talking about in terms of the book and maybe your music, are you someone who learns something about yourself from something that you've created? Yeah, I think um, I think that, that that's got to be the case because that's I'm, I don't really start out with a lot of intent. You know, I'm I'm much more trusting of the process and trying to figure out what's going to happen than say someone who sits down and says, "I want to write a song about I don't know, you know, the solar system or something." <laughs> you know, yeah, I gotta, yeah, yeah. Well, it's uh, uh, I, I, we don't have uh, much time left, and uh, I do appreciate you fielding all of those questions, the questionnaire, these questions. I hope people uh, appreciate that I love this book and this record, and um, and people can learn. Jeff, where can people learn more about these things on the Internet? Uh, do you know off the top of your head? Is it the net or something? Yep, that's it. That's where that would be the one-stop shop for, uh, you know, finding out information about where to get things or when we're coming to town or any of that stuff okay and if we can go out on a song from warm uh if that's permissible from your perspective could you pick one for us sure do you want it to be one that has a uh, I don't know, would normally be played on the radio or a song that could be a little sadder? It could be anything you like. Uh, this is a this is a podcast. There's no rules. Anything can happen. It's totally legitimate. I know you were worried about that earlier, but uh, there mm-hmm. are no, no rules. Anything you'd like. <laughs> um, maybe play Having Been is No Way to Be. Okay, and why did that come to mind? Oh, just because I, I don't know. I don't know if it'll get played in other any other places other than people's homes <laughs> <laughs> okay that sounds that sounds fair this is brand new music by jeff tweedy from his excellent new album uh warm uh, jeff again uh, an honor and a pleasure to speak with you again and i wish you the best of luck with uh, everything going forward and, and thanks again thank you nice talking to you again Well, 
was naive My shoes were untied In heaven everything is just fine But the phones are dead And so is the light And so are you and honey So am I But the earth still turns For the unconcerned Days pass below Like train windows I was a sapling tree The birds look like me I begged my nerves to kick me something new From time to time I watch you sleep Oh, I wonder how much freedom you can dream
Very, very special thanks to Jeff Tweedy for making time to be on this, the 450th episode of Creative Control, which is part of the Entertainment One podcast network and available on all iOS and Android platforms and also on things like YouTube, Spotify, and Audioboom as well. If you can't find an episode that you're looking for or if you want to learn more about me and sign up for my regularly scheduled newsletter, please visit my website, vishkana.com. You can like Creative Control on Facebook if you're still on Facebook, despite the news reports that we are inundated with all the time. If you are still on Facebook, then like Creative Control on Facebook. I'm not even disparaging you if you are on Facebook. I'm on Facebook, and I don't understand why. It's stupid. Also, follow us on Twitter at Vish Creative, or follow me at Vish Khanna. Nothing wrong with Twitter. A bastion of hope and freedom. That's what they say about Twitter. Also, you can listen to a radio show version of Creative Control on Wednesdays at noon Eastern Standard Time, around the world at CFRU.ca, or on an actual radio at 93.3 FM if you're in or near Guelph. Also, please visit patreon.com slash creative control to make a flexible monthly donation to keep the podcast going. Sometimes I think, what if I just could do this podcast all the time? That's all I did. Right now, that's not possible. But with enough donations, if enough people who listen to the show pledged a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, five dollars a month, my dream could be reality. You know what I'm saying? So go to patreon.com slash creative control. Make a flexible monthly donation and show your support for the show. And who knows what will happen? Who knows? I don't know. Uh, You don't know. We don't know. You just never know. Thanks again to the in-kind support I received. From the likes of Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, Planet Bean Coffee, and Granddad's Donuts. Keeping me uh, well-read and caffeinated and fed and fat. A little bit fat. Some of the food, not the healthiest, but it's yummy. It's very good. And it's got some vegetables in it, in those donuts. Thank you. Also, thanks to my friend Jim Guthrie, one of the most gifted musicians I've ever encountered. And he loans me one of his songs. Uh, every week uh, to close out the show. That's him. You, you hear that in the background? That's Jim. That's The Rest Is Yet To Come, the instrumental version. Go to jimguthrie.org to learn more about Jim and his wonderful music. And uh, thank you. Thank you very much for listening uh, to this show. If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. Uh, there's This is the 450th episode. There's lots more episodes, obviously, behind us and more to come. So check it out. Some good stuff on here. And uh, members of Wilco, A few members of Wilco have been on the show besides Jeff now. So uh, there you go. Check it out. Thank you very much for listening to the show, telling your friends about the show, subscribing to the podcast, all those things. They they really help. So I, I, I appreciate it. And that's it. I will talk to you very, very soon. Goodbye for now. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. 
Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.